We're gonna have a chat about life. I want to talk about Jude, yeah. I want to talk about life, Josh. Not Jude. Life and Jude. Jude's a good place to start. In life. In life. Well. Are we starting? Yeah. Grand job. So, Jude, the person who wrote Jude. Are you ready to start? I'm starting. Okay. I have to start all over again. So, Jude, the person... Um, was actually called Judas, and um, Judas was, uh, this is not Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus, this is uh, Judas, the brother of uh, Jesus, and James, um, or cousin, as John would probably say, but uh, brother, so it says, um, there's only reason why it's called Jude is because Judas is a bit of a hot topic in the Bible, and uh, the uh, English, the uh, Anglified it, and turned it to Jude in the Bible. So yeah, so we're just going to be looking at Jude today. Um, the reason I wanted to do that today is because today, Sunday, uh, I heard a wee sermon on Jude today, just the whole thing, and I um, thought it was very good. It talks about how Jude's a sort of warning, um, and um, we're not going to preach at you. This is just a kind of, just a conversation, it's going to be a quick wee episode, a conversation just on life really, life as a Christian, and especially a Christian in church, and what we need to be looking for in ourselves as we attend it. So um, I'm going to read Jude. It's the shortest book, I'm pretty sure, in the entire Bible. One page? One page. Um, And I'm reading it from a book that has recently come out. It is the New Testament written in order, and also in the style... I don't know if you can see it there, but it's like written in the style of like a normal book. So there's no chapters or verses. It's a one narrative, easy to follow along kind of story because, you know, it is a story. And so there you are. So uh, I'll just start now. So Jude, a servant of Jesus. the name of the book? The Books of the Bible. Cool. Yeah. Fourth one. It's, there's four There's four parts to it, yeah. The uh, first three aren't out yet. I have part four. <laughs> first three aren't out the first three aren't out so. but part four is out They're it's the entirety the, the, the star wars kind of exactly vibe. yes it's the uh it's the where you, you're telling the story at first how the story ends so um yeah jude or judas a servant of jesus christ and a brother of james to those who have been called who are loved in god the father and kept for jesus christ mercy peace and love be yours in abundance Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have uh, written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into a license for immortality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. Though you already know, you already knew all this. I want to remind you that the Lord at one time delivered his people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their positions of authority, but abandoned their proper dwellings, these he has kept in the darkness. 
bound with everlasting chains for judgment day on for judgment on the great day. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. In the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. But even the archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yet these people slander whatever they do not understand. And the very things they do understand by instinct, as irrational animals do, will destroy them. Woe to them! They have taken the way, they have taken the way of Cain. They have rushed for profit into Balaam's error. They have been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. These people are blemishes at your love feasts, eating with you without the slightest qualm. Shepherds who feed only themselves. They are clouds within. They are clouds without rain, blown along by the wind. Autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, twice dead. They are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame, wandering stars, for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about them. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone, and to convict all of them of all the ungodly acts they have committed in their ungodliness, and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These people are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. For their own advantage. But, dear friends, remember that what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Saviour be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. Um, now I know there is some stuff in there that people will be like, well, who the flip is Balaam and, uh, Korah and, you know, all these. So these were, um, the guy with the donkey. Yeah. Um, so he's more than that, but (laughs) (laughs) more about that later. Um, who's the other guy? Kane. Um, so, uh, yeah, so uh, Judas, Jude, wrote this, um, he originally was going to write this as a kind of encouragement to the church, but instead he wrote it as a more of a warning, excuse me, more of a warning to the people of the uh, early church about how the church can be sort of influenced in the wrong way, and I really think that it just kind of sums up today's society really really well today or how people live today about you know following it says here that really stood out for me 
Um, in the very same way, on the strength of their dreams, these ungodly people pollute their own bodies, reject authority, and heap abuse on celestial beings. I find that extremely interesting uh, because all we hear about these days is dreams. Go with your dreams. Go with the flow. Do what you feel you want to do. Make sure that you find your happiness and your truth. You know, it's these kinds of drives that sounds really good. Sounds like an absolute fairy tale. Oh, well, you make my dreams come true, but it's almost childish. You know, it's like, all right, yeah, but... And here the Bible says just the that's the, that's what powers people. That's what powers people to sin. That's what powers people to be evil because nobody sets out to just be evil. Nobody sets out to be, a, except for homicidal maniacs, nobody decides to be a homicidal maniac. Um especially our listeners right here. Um, what causes a person to sin is their aspirations and their dreams and their desires. Um, Jesus calls that being a slave to sin because, you know, it feels good. It feels right. It feels like, oh, this is something that I get to do. And people don't realize that they're sinning because, well, to them, it's not sin. To them, it's just following their dream, you know, having sex all the time with loads and loads of people. It's just, I want to feel good. I want to follow my dream. I want to just do what I want to do it's these kinds of things that are constantly everywhere and Jude here is saying please don't let that enter the church please don't let that influence enter the church um but at the same time he's also saying if it does there is a way if it does surely God will take care of it God will take care of it God has taken care of it just like how would they all escaped Egypt, God saved everyone, even the murderous uh, Hebrews, even the bad Hebrews, along with the good one. He saved them all, only to come back for them later and to remove them. It's these. It's this understanding that we are here on God's terms, not on our own terms. It's like it's like yeah. I do. I really, really don't want to do another chess <laughs> analogy. But it's like it's like you're trying to play a game of chess, right? And you're against your yeah. opponent, and you know the objective is to take the, the the king, okay, or to check the checkmate the king. But what if somebody who's playing chess is playing it like a child who is just asking about well, what does this pawn do? And you're teaching them. You're like, okay, so now you know what all the pieces do. Now you just gotta have to play a couple games, and then you find the right sort of way to play it, and then you can checkmate the king, okay? People are not, they're not using what they're learning as children to then try and formulate a plan through life. Just like a game of chess, they're not formulating about if I move this knight and then this pawn will cover that knight and then the rook then can go to where the knight is covering. You know, it, there's not that kind of plan. It's, okay, I'm a knight and I'm going to move the way that I've been taught that I'm going to move. And next thing you know, you find that the objective of life is no longer the main objective of getting through life, but rather living life. It's the objective of the game of chess is no longer to win, but rather to just continuously to play chess for as long as possible until your time is up. What? <laughs> what I'm saying is the goal of life, right, for anyone particular is obviously to get through life in terms of for to have to live the life beyond to get to heaven right to get through life to get through life to get through it to finish the race right you phrase that as if it's like a sheer it's like a 
a burden and you're only giving us its due. No. We need to get through it. We need to finish the race rather than just run yeah. the race. Whereas people like to go through life thinking that that's just the run, it's just the pace, it's just this is it now. This is all I have to do is run this race. All I have to do is play the game. They're not, they don't see the goal. They don't say, yeah, but the goal is to win the race. The goal is to take the king. Okay. No matter all these different shifting oppositions that happen during the game, your goal stays the same. Jude, Jude says, well, look, it's these very desires, these, these dreams that people have completely takes that away completely. It makes them not see that, you know, Jesus has saved them, that Jesus was the one through grace saved everyone and opened up the gates of heaven pretty much to those who believe in him. No, he talks about people as an invasive sort of, in fact, he doesn't even talk about people. He talks about, um, yeah, he talks about the people and then he talks about celestial beings. He makes a solid barrier. He makes a solid border between people and godly people. He makes a solid line of the world and heavenly, like what we talk about a lot on the podcast, this difference in spectrum, this earthly, heavenly, uh, mental, physical, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it's not all doom and gloom because, you know, he talks about, oh, they're going to invade the church and they're going to prevent people from doing all these kinds of things and then you're all going to die. That's not what he's saying. He says, remember, but dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. You could probably, I even say that, and people who are Christians could just like list the top of their head how, how the world's going at the minute. Scoffers who are just following their own ungodly desires. Because the whole purpose of having a godly desire is a desire that's above your own. Is a desire that isn't quite yours to own it's everything once you understand that everything is god's then you can't seek anything well, what's interesting about christianity is the only it's the only religion i'm convinced that had the power to create atheism because in a sense as an atheism could only have ever arise out of christianity and why did i say that um the christian god has been labeled has been accused of being a committing theocide okay killing all the other gods mm. sort of as a crude weapon and uh, there's 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 truth in that and if you think about it so imagine the catholic church or something like that the catholic church they're basically taking all these pagan religions they're incorporating it into the, the christian religion if that mm. makes sense mm. okay in, in a way that doesn't destroy everything but it's like realigning mm-hmm. if that makes sense everything's yeah, yeah. like whack it's, there's not that's not like everything's bad about it it's just put it in place it mm. be good just needs to re- realign it sort of yeah and that alignment would be aligning to the highest thing which would be god mm. and then but then the protestant sort of there's this sort of this pull of the protestant reformation that you yeah, we killed all these other gods and then and then they started sort of killing the angels. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. There's no uh, there's no there's no emphasis or even mention on any of like saints in heaven or angels or demons. Not not really. 
not mm. not not in a way that not a watch that Catholics not, do not mm. in a way that is like that you know worth talking about really yeah, yeah. there's no it's no point there's no you know and uh, and you know saints and the angels and demons all these spirits they don't play a part in any really Protestant mm. sermon really mm. okay and then there's only one step away from atheism mm. at that point it's like well you've killed all the other gods what's just one left there's just one left what's stopping us killing this one mm-hmm. you know, that's what that's what Nietzsche said exactly God is dead I find I find that a very good point because it's like as I said we all go through this race or this game as a particular piece and we have our ability we have what we are here to do if you're a knight you move in an l shape if you're a pawn you move two if you're running a race you just run okay if you're swimming and if you're if it's a swimming race you swim okay and i find that atheism or or the i'm not even i'm not even talking about christianity at this point i'm talking about religion at this point why it's necessary why it's necessary because it drives the goal that there is something beyond your own understanding like to me, athe- if, if you were a rook in chess, right, and atheism to me is you're a rook, you can only move this way and that way, aka you only have what you have right now. You have your abilities, you have your thoughts, you have your... That's who you are. That's how you move in this game. You can't deny yourself, so just do it. Just do what you want to do. Whereas religion implies that you're a part of something bigger than yourself. Whereas religion says, actually, there's a godly order to things and there's a particular role that you need to play for a bigger goal than just yourself. So you know how to play a game by the time you're... So you know how to play the game by the time you're 25. So you know how to live your life by the time you're 36, right? So what? Okay, that's... You now know how the pieces work, okay? Now you need to focus on this kind of higher goal because how can we even grasp the concept? If there's no higher power, how can we even grasp the concept of a higher power? you know it's those kinds of things but then it's like in the church particularly as young guys in church jude here talks about how hidden or how similar these people are to us you look what he says and i find this is just pure poetry what he says here he says these people are blemishes at your love feasts eating with you without the slightest qualm so like judas like judas iscariot the bad judas you know, they just eat with Jesus They, they as if nothing's wrong, as if nothing's the matter. They continue to go it without the slightest qualm. Shepherds who'd feed only themselves, so there's the first giveaway. Shepherds that feed only themselves are not good shepherds. They are clouds without rain. They're still clouds. They still look like us. They still talk like us. They just don't do anything with it. Blown along by the wind, autumn trees without fruit and uprooted, twice dead. They are, uh, they are wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame, wandering stars for whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Like, that is, that's poetry to me. These people are stars, they're gems, they're white, they're, 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 they're bright, just like us. But they've been destined for the darkest darkness, the blackest darkness, it says. There's these people among us who not even just in churches, but in every workplace or your social places or whatever, there's people that look just like you. It's called a wolf in sheep's clothing. But they don't even realize that they're wolves, you know. It's these people that only focus, as it said, on their natural desires. 
And then Jude calls them animalistic instincts with no spirit. He says, um, They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. These are these people that just go, okay, I'm a rook. All I need to do is this and this, and then I'll die, and then that's it. Nothing matters. I'm just this. But actually, religion says you actually do matter in a far greater scheme. You could be the difference between winning and losing this game. You have purpose in this. You have value in this. There's something far bigger at play than just you focusing on your own natural desires. Because, yeah, natural desires, right? Natural desire leads to sin. The reason why well, we it need gives it gives reason for the smaller story. Exactly, well. absolutely. It gives religion gives reason. It connects every single story together. It is a higher power, a higher understanding, a higher goal than just understanding how I play this game or just an understanding of how I live your life or how I live life. And um, it's called spirit. It's called you know bravado. It's called giving a damn. <laughs> It's this understanding that there is something bigger than, than this. There's something bigger than me. And everybody everybody feels it, you know. There's a reason why more people now come out as ag- agnostic rather than atheist, you know. It's this th- sense of spirit. It's the sense of, you know, what's out there. If it's just me and if this, like, I know how I work. Some Some guy sitting in his, you know, his, like, student studio or something is just sitting there on his own and he's like, right, well, I'm at uni, I'm going to get a job after this, and then I have to pay back my student loan, I have to find a girlfriend, I need to find a wife. Okay, so that's how I play, that's 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 my rules, that's my partic- That's how I work, okay? Why? What's the point? What gives me this sense of purpose? What gives me this higher power? You know, how do I, how do I even achieve that? And even if I do understand what that higher power is, how do I not go against it? How do I make sure that in chess, how am I on the right team? How am I in the good side rather than the evil? How am I in the in the light rather than the dark? And that's something that Christians usually, uh, and um, it's, it's it's something about doubt. It's uh, Christians feel sometimes this way whenever it's it's called spiritual doubt. It's like, am I really a Christian? Am I really in the light? Am I really, am I really like serious about this? I'm sinning. I'm sinning every day. How do I stop this? I'm coming. I'm aware of it. What's happening? Am I really a Christian? Am I really worthy of to be saved by Jesus Christ? You know, and there are ways to to combat that, but primarily it's it's prayer. It's 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 reading. It's it's reading the Bible, listening to God's word, and prayer, and actually doing something about it. So, what I'm getting at is, if we're the peace and we know our rules, then the Bible as Christians, is our strategy. The Bible is our strategy for the end game because after the king has been checkmated, that's that's game over in earth and that's a whole brand new game, an eternal game in heaven. And it's, it's called, a, and I, I use game for a reason. I don't say battle because, yes, life, no, you can, do say battle. Life, life can seem like a battlefield, but in the grand scheme of things, whenever we're in heaven, for 80 years whenever we're in heaven right so i have 20 if i die tomorrow right and then i'm in heaven for 20 years like i won't i won't feel it i won't feel any of the the raw emotions that i could only that my earthly body my earthly mind could only limit me to experience it won't matter in the grand scheme of things i would have completed the game i would have done my part but because i knew that there was a higher scheme because i knew that there was a strategy to winning i won that game 
well, it wasn't me that won in the after all, it was Jesus who who already has won. And and I just want to like finish with this. If this game is life, right? And we need to find out that we're actually not the king in chess, right? We're not the king, okay? If somebody checkmates us, that's not game over. We're just pieces, okay? The king is Jesus, okay? The king is this person, and they've already won, okay? With the death and resurrection. And you can hear Josh and I talk about that over and over again in in multiple episodes. But Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you need to repent, and you need to turn to him if ever you want to be on the winning side of this this game because you don't want to be on the losing side. But if you if you're not though, you will you will be on this losing side and it's a horrible side to be on because it's selfish. I'm a rook and that's all I need to be. No, you need to be able to back the other pieces. You know, you need to be able to do things with your life that amount to something greater than just yourself. And I'm sure everybody listening to that will agree. You need to be selfless. Selfless is much better being selfless than selfish. Um, Can I just press on your articulation on like heaven? Mm-hmm. You, you you say you die, you get to heaven, and that's the game one. But is, does but does describing it in that way does that not you know inherently degrade what this life is as if this is just a waiting room so let me let me put it this way an atheist says that this life this game is all there is and once it's over then it's over and there's no going back to do whatever you want to do but to me heaven is the first games completed that was life that's understanding Jesus Christ as our saviour, and we get to move up to the next stage. And heaven is not just this other game. It's not It's not an afterlife. It's not you get to live once again. It's living in its fullest form. It's playing that game over and over and over again forever, discovering new strategies, discovering new ways, each piece being an each individual person who you know, who you get to know, who you develop a relationship with. Heaven is the completion of all games. I, I think you're... The way you talk about heaven is not... It's not precise enough. The way you talk about heaven is like... What you mean is... The uniting of heaven and earth when everyone's given a new body. or mm. whatnot. That's not heaven. That's not just heaven. No. It's heaven and... It's new heaven and the new earth on top of each other. Yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not speaking in a matter of factly of that's heaven and that's it. I don't believe in right. this is heaven and that's what it's going to be like, because nobody, nobody has the authority to even say that, because heaven is infinite and spectacular and it's also going to be destroyed because there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. You know, it's a very, it's a, it's a place that I've never been to and it's a place that we all know frightfully little about, but we know it's a good place and we know. And what Jesus tells us, and what God tells us, what it's again, what it's going to be the way, like. We get the way you and talk stuff. about heaven. I, mean, I think it says in the later stages of King of Kings, it's like the, the evil spirits who dwell in the heavenly places. It is a good place for evil James spirits. James as well. I mean, it's not. You, you need to. There's a way of there's a way of putting these things together, and it's a better way. But we need to be precise in our speech. So what I'm saying 
is I'm not given a, a, a precise definition yeah. of heaven. It's not possible to give this precise definition of heaven outside of what Jesus has said. He calls it paradise, and that's good enough for me. He doesn't call heaven paradise. He calls paradise paradise. Yeah. Well, where does he go after death? On the cross. He goes to paradise. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like... You know, paradise is not heaven. Heaven is paradise. No. Yeah. Paradise is the uniting between the new heavens and the new earth. Okay. So, what are you saying here? I'm just saying we need to be more precise. It's, it's, I don't know, this kind right, of way, Josh, it's, it makes it a wee bit more arbitrary. But if you were to stand there and watch Jesus die on the cross and you managed to hear him say that, uh, or somebody managed to hear him say that, and you did as well, and I imagine it was me and you, and I just go, oh my goodness, he just said that that guy's going to heaven with him. And you go, no, he said paradise. What do you think I'd think of you? No. <laughs> I'd no, be like, uh, no. no, well, no I, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, we're not there, though. We're, we're in post. We're having... We're trying to... <laughs> I'm not deciphering... I do see what you're talking about, but I'm not deciphering the ins and outs of heaven. I'm calling heaven as it is heaven. And that's that's all. I'm not going to... I'm not going to go in, in the ins and outs of it. I know what you're trying to do whenever Caleb was on and we were talking about heaven. And then you were like, yeah. no, it has to be more. It has to be a table. You know, <laughs> so if you wanna if you wanna watch that one, it's our first Caleb episode. Do give that a watch. It's it's good crack. Me and Caleb lose our minds. But I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about life. This game that we're playing right now, the first game of many. And if you're an atheist, it's the only game. But if you're not, if you're a Christian, then you know that this is just something that you know that we have that we're going through. That we're something that Jesus has gone through for us, and that we've saved, and that we need. We're trying to gather more people up for him to save. So I just want to end with what it says in Jude, the, this, this final uh, paragraph. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. So he basically... He, he says this about the wolf in sheep's clothing. He says this about how people work and how you need to be separate from that, how you need to not be of the world, how you need to have this higher understanding, per se, of the game, of this this strategy in order to win, um, and understanding that because Jesus already has won, you know, he should be our teacher. You know, he knows the ins and outs. He's done it before. He is the most qualified person to teach us how to do it ourselves. So... Jude then ends with this address to the people who understand that, you know, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. And then he goes and talks about God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, and power and authority. He talks about how it all goes back to God, it all goes back to Jesus, it all goes back to the grand master of the game. So that's what I'm closing with. God is the grand master of the game, and to go against that and to disagree with that shows that not only do you, I don't want to say that you have a limited understanding of life because we all have our own lives and we all understand what's happening in them. I couldn't possibly understand what somebody's going through all the way across the world. What I'm saying is God knows and he's provided us with a book that tells us all the exact same stuff. You know, He doesn't reserve a Bible for Josh Young or a Bible for Ben Thompson. He, re- he reserves every word in this Bible for every person, no matter how needy they are. And we're all needy. And so that's what he's given us. It's this strategy. It's this. It's this. It's this battle plan, and we need to 
we need to heed it and we need to read it and we need to study it every day in order to not slip up in this game but in order to achieve victory in order to get that checkmate so yeah do you have any more adding thoughts no thank you very much for listening um we bit of a quicker episode we bit of a blurb we bit of a dive into my brain there um like share and have a lovely day what's your book again uh it's called the books of the bible shameless plug (laughs) goodbye bye-bye